Dateline, 14th of December, 2014. And, gee, Steve, I don't know. It's been a while. Did I do that right? Oh, you sounded pretty good, but it hasn't been that long, mate. It's only been a few weeks. Oh, it feels like it's been much longer than that. Well, it has for you. Yeah, well, there is that. Well, let's do. Let's uh, let's have a go. I've only been doing this for five years. We should get it right. Welcome, folks, to the Australia Desk for episode three hundred and twenty-nine. Well, Grant, what uh, what should we do? I oh, know. Let's do something different. Let's talk about Qantas. They've been no, back, they've no, been no, back, no, 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 no. Come on, come on. They've been back in the news this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's oh, okay. There's, there's, <sighs> they're, they're firing people at the top. Well, sort of. Well, people are firing themselves at the top. What's going on? I don't know. There seems to be a bit of an exodus. Uh, two. Well, it's not really an exodus. It's just two of the senior positions. Uh, we've got uh, Simon Hickey, the chief executive of Qantas's <clears throat> loss-making international operations, and Lyle Stromby, the boss of Domestic, which is one of the powerhouses, are both going to leave the airline by February. This is a bit of a shake-up. Yeah, an interesting uh, Lyle Stromby. Now, uh, there's been a lot of talk. He's been in the sights of a lot of uh, people, particularly from their unions over recent years. You might uh, hear in some of the commentary around the place, um, apart from Helen Joyce, who's a very common and well-known name, but Lyle Stromby gets mentioned a lot too. He also came from Ansett, the same place that uh, Alan Joyce came from. And for those Whoa. of you who uh, need a bit of a history lesson, well, Ansett didn't do so well. In fact, um, September 11, 2001 was uh, infamous for more than one thing. I can tell you that was about the time that Ansett Airlines died as well by sheer coincidence. And uh, Stromby and uh, Alan Joyce were right at the top of that management team at that time, if memory serves. Well, uh, funny you should mention that because uh, Stromby was the person who hired Joyce into Ansett in the 90s. And then uh, once Joyce was over in Qantas, he actually uh, hired Stromby back into Qantas from Virgin Atlantic. So, yeah, kind of interesting, especially as Stromby was being seen as a successor to Mr. Joyce, perhaps, potentially. Yeah, I wonder where he's going. You know you know what, Grant? He might just follow the way most other Qantas executives go and end up at uh, Virgin Australia. It seems to be where oh. they all go. Yeah, well, a few of them do wind up over there. Maybe it's the, the difference between, I don't know, maybe, maybe things are sort of established and on track and they need a different kind of personality to run it. I don't know. Everyone's being pretty tight-lipped about what's going on in there. There's not really been a lot said about why these people are out. At least not in the uh, general press that we're seeing. No, not, none of the media are really saying what the uh, inside goss is. One thing that I was always uh, quite often in the news in business circles is the amount of uh, remuneration for uh, senior executives of, uh, well, most companies. And, you know, Alan Joyce's uh, his salary has uh, certainly been talked about a lot over the years. I was just uh, doing a bit of research here. And according to this article here in businessweek.com, they're saying here that Lyle Stromby's package is worth about $1.669 million Australian dollars. So uh, if he's going somewhere else, uh, I'd say in the business world, a man with his experience He's been around the game a long, long time, since the late 80s, in fact. Um, you know, maybe this, uh, you know, everybody has their price, Grant. I wonder if he's going chasing the dollars. Yeah, he could well be, mate. He could well be. But uh, speaking of chasing dollars, uh, I think his replacement's going to be someone kind of interesting for you. Yes, I read with great horror, Grant, in this article here in <laughs> theage.com.au that Andrew David is uh, taking over uh, some one of those roles that's being vacated. And uh, he's a former Tiger Airways Australia boss and Virgin executive. Well, Virgin Australia I could live with, but... Tiger, Grant, now that he's working for Qantas, do you reckon he'd answer my complaint from 2008? Well, I could at least tell you where to go to uh, get the answer. Yes, well, I'm sure Emphasis on the former part of that <laughs> statement. <laughs> It says here that uh, Andrew David was uh, parachuted into the key role of running the day-to-day operations of both Qantas domestic and international businesses in March after a stint at Jetstar. So uh, there's a guy that's going up the corporate ladder very, very quickly, Grant. And speaking of numbers, you mentioned before about uh, Qantas's loss-making uh, international arm, but, you know, I've been reading some uh, some interesting commentary just of late over the last few weeks that we've been away that um, maybe, uh, maybe it's on track to make a profit. Have you been reading that in the... 
in the yeah, media? Yeah, I've seen some of those. I've, I've and and, and I might happen. say, Grant, didn't you not predict that this is what would happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that they're uh, no longer gutting international to support and bootstrap Jetstar, oh, look, it's starting to make a profit again. Uh, well, sorry, was that me being a cynical bum? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yes, absolutely. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, move on from Qantas now, Grant. I was going to say let's ditch Qantas, but let's talk about something oh. else that was ditched. That's a hell of a segue, Grant. Can you remember what we were doing back, you know, five years ago in 2009 when we first started this segment? What were we talking about? We were talking, among many other topics, about a uh, Pell Air Westwind ditching at Norfolk Island. Exactly right. Grant, now uh, you might have thought, dear listener, that that had all been put to bed by now, but uh, no, that's not the case. In fact, looks like the ATSB is going to yet again revisit that investigation. Well, I'm not surprised, mate. This uh, the, the safety report produced after this incident has been damned by many people, has been held up as an example of uh, some of the things that are wrong within the Australian uh, aviation world between the ATSB and CASA and so on. And it has left a bit of a smear on the ATSB's normally perfect, fine, upstanding reputation because there was some information back and forth between CASA that wasn't really reported. They never bothered to pull the uh, data recorders and cockpit voice recorders out of the aircraft, even though it was only sitting in not very deep water and was known exactly where it was, as opposed to all the effort put into the Malaysian 370 when they were looking for that one. So a lot of queries were asked. Uh, there was It was felt that there was a smear campaign against the pilot, all sorts of things going on. And uh, there was even a Senate committee that uh, turned around and released a very scathing assessment of the original investigation because uh, it didn't really follow the proper process, a uh, fact which has been confirmed by a uh, critical review of the original inquiry by the Transportation Safety Board of Canada. Interesting that they were brought in to, uh, I guess, audit that uh, that investigation, but you know, there was uh, all sorts of ramifications for that. And in fact, um, Independent Senator for South Australia, Nick Xenophon, has been uh, really doggedly following this and from a political level for a very long time. So I'm sure he'll be satisfied that, uh, you know, in one sense that they're going back and having a look at that. Um, the order to uh, go back and investigate Investigated again has in fact come from the Deputy Prime Minister and Minister for Infrastructure and Regional Development, Warren Truss. Uh, he's asked them to reopen the case according to this article we see here in australianaviation.com.au. So Grant, um, yeah, that's uh, you know really a, an interesting case and it's more interesting, not, not so much for what happened, but how the investigation, as you say, was handled. So I guess uh, we'll still be reporting on that all these years later. Indeed, mate, indeed. But uh, there, I remember when we reported on the TSB coming in to, uh, to review the ATS and particularly this uh, incident uh, report. And yeah, we were kind of hoping that the findings would help improve the uh, the way uh, investigations are done here. And it looks like that may very well have been the case. Now, Grant, just before we finish up this segment, I uh, wanted to uh, just have a bit of a shout out, I guess. Uh, first to our good friend over there across the pond. Well, it's actually it's across a lot of ponds from here in Melbourne, Australia, Peter Johnson. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, we went on the show last week and Peter sort of signed off for taking a bit of a hiatus for a while. And uh, we just wanted to acknowledge the fantastic work that Peter Johnson has done with that Across the Pond segment for so many years now. He's a great friend of ours. Uh, once again, as, as is often the case in the new media world, Grant, we actually have never met in person, but we've spent uh, a lot, a lot of time talking over Skype and all that sort of stuff. He <laughs> was a great support to me last year, actually, when I uh, when I uh, injured myself and had to go through uh, knee surgery and all the rest of it. A great guy, a great friend, and uh, yeah, he needs a bit of a break from it. We understand that. And, uh, you know, we hope that uh, things, uh, you know, become a little less hectic in his uh, rather hectic work life. 
something we can attest to on our end of the uh, communications link. It's pretty hectic down here. So, mate, we've got a fair idea of maybe what you're going through. So totally understandable. And we're looking forward to when you come back. Absolutely. In fact, I've got another thought in a minute, Grant. We'll just, uh, just want to make one more shout out. And uh, this is actually quite a, quite a sad one. We wanted to uh, mention uh, Charlie Wilworth of the uh, Flight Time Radio Show. Uh, as we record this uh, this morning, uh, the uh, news came through that Charlie has, in fact, lost his battle with uh, leukemia, which uh, he'd been really bravely fighting for uh, quite a number of years. Uh, an absolute gentleman, as I said in a tribute on our Facebook page today. He uh, gave us the privilege of starting our first radio segment uh, along with Milford Shirley, didn't he, Grant? That's right, mate. We were doing the uh, Flying Down Under segment on their radio show it was a lot of fun and uh the world's a sadder place for the loss of charlie he's an amazing guy and uh yeah we've all got great memories of him i actually like the comment that uh, of course we all uh, those of you who follow that show would know that charlie uh you know had been an air traffic controller and uh, of course atc ben our own resident uh, air traffic controller here left a comment there saying uh, clear to leave the uh, control area on climb frequency change approved and i thought uh, you know what charlie would probably appreciate that so uh i think so yeah, so wherever you are now, Charlie, uh, you know, thanks thanks uh, for being uh, such a pioneer in the uh, new media world, particularly in the aviation scheme. I think a lot of us in this game owe him a lot. Indeed, indeed. He's probably having fun fo- flying as Piper Cub. Now, uh, hey, Grant, actually, if I look through this door here, Grant, oh, well... Look at all this space! Isn't this the across the pond segment space? We can have a much longer segment for him. Look, it's, it's not even from range, we can just squat here. Wow! Huge. All right, next week, a one-hour Ausdesk. Judy, oh, I'll go get the notes ready.